Good day to you fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McClendon coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed. I believe we're living in, a, in the last days. Does anybody agree? We're living in the final moments of time. And I believe that God is raising up men and women of God who have no name, who are ordinary people, who no one knows, whose God, God is placing his hand upon their lives to do mighty exploits before the return of the king. Amen. It's all hands on deck before the return of Jesus Christ. I can't do it alone. Pastor can't do it alone. No major ministry can do it alone. We need each and every one of us to take our place. And uh, I believe that uh, we're going to see a greater influx of souls like we've never seen before. Amen. I believe we're going to see the greatest amount of people get saved at one time under in a one-year period. Not just my ministry. I'm talking about globally because people are hungry. People are hungry for God. People are desperate for the things of God. They're looking for the real, genuine, holy ghost and power. Amen. And uh, when they find it, they're not going to turn loose of it. Is there anybody here in the house? You found the Holy Ghost. You found the power of God. And you're not turning loose of it. No one can talk you out of it. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's what God is going to use you to do mighty things. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to the book of Acts, chapter 1. Thank you, brother. Such an anointed worship time. Sometimes you just don't want to stop. Amen. You know, that's what it will be like in heaven. We just won't ever stop praising God and worshiping the Lord. Amen. Isn't that going to be amazing? The book of Acts chapter 1 in verse 1. The former account I made, O Theopolis, of all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up, after he through the Holy Spirit given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive, after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So after Jesus rose from the dead, he actually roamed the earth for forty days before he ascended into heaven, showing people that he actually was alive. Amen. Verse 4, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them, the disciples, not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Then, therefore, when they had come to the gathering, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power. Everybody say power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Amen. The title of my message, if you were going to give it a title today, would be called Fire Power. Amen. We're living in the final moments of time. We're living in unprecedented times. Can you guys turn the, the house lights on? Please. Thank you. We're living in the final moments of time, and you can clearly see that the one world agenda is close, getting closer and closer and closer. Like the Bible says in the book of Revelation, there'll be one world government, one world religion. 
and you'll see the, the mark of the beast and all these things. Amen. But we believe the rapture of the Lord Jesus Christ will take place before those things. But you can see we're in the final moments of time. You can see the signs. Amen. Can I get a witness on that? And so as we get closer and closer to the end, the Bible says that there'll be a great falling away. Now, I believe that, yes, there'll be a great falling away because the Bible says, but I also believe there'll be a great move of God before the end comes. Amen. I believe there'll be a great awakening that hits this planet and that we'll see another move of God like we've never seen before. Something combined with all the moves that we've seen here in America since Azusa, healing, revival, charismatic renewal. I believe it's going to be everything combined, boom, right at the very end. People are going to get saved, delivered, set free. Amen. It's going to be powerful. But you can see the signs of the times. Amen. What has very been, been very sad that I've seen, and I'm just a young minister, but I know... Uh, Others who have been in the ministry for a long time have said the same thing, that you're starting to see some major ministries get sideways and start standing for things that they shouldn't stand for. The Bible says that there'll be a great deception in the last days. There'll be a great deception that will even deceive the elect if they're not careful. And the elect means the church. And so there's a great deception taking place, and we need to know what the Word of God says. And if you're going to make it in these last days, it's going to take some firepower, the Holy Ghost firepower to make it. Amen. Hallelujah. And I believe there's a dose of the Holy Ghost here for you today. Can you say amen? I believe that God wants to touch people in a powerful way that marks them for eternity, that marks them not just when we get there, but for now, because God wants to raise up men and women of God here on the earth now to do mighty exploits in his name. But you can't do it on your own. You need the help of the Holy Ghost. Can I get a witness? You need the power of God. And the Bible says that Jesus Christ himself John the Baptist said, Luke 3.16, that Jesus Christ is the, Holy Ghost, or is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost and fire. And so what is this and fire? Because there's a Holy Ghost, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but then there's a fire. It says and fire. It doesn't say Holy Ghost, fire. It says Holy Ghost and fire. That is an indication to me when there's an and that there are two different separate things. And so we need the fire of God if we want to take off and do something for the Lord. Amen. If you, if you want to do anything for God, you need the fire of God. You need the power of God. In these last days especially, we're up against some major, major things. Luciferian structures of the globe. We're talking about they have infiltrated the schools. They have infiltrated uh, the, play, the marketplace. Everywhere you go, there's a system in place by the, by the devil himself, especially in the schools. The thing is crazy in the school systems. Can I get a witness? It's ridiculous. How do we handle that? We can't handle this stuff with natural means of philosophy and psychology. Those are great things. I'm for them. But at the end of the day, you're dealing with spiritual matters because the Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spirits, wicked forces, right? How do we handle that? With the Holy Ghost and fire. So we need the Holy Spirit and fire. We need this. And, and so today I'm here. I only get a little bit of time, but I'm here to stir you up a little bit. You know, the rest of the month, you'll get some good messages and you'll get all that. But I'm here to talk to your spirit man today. Yes, we can sit here and we can break things down in your mind and all that. And we need to. We need that. But I need you to come alive in your spirit for these final moments of time. Because if you think what happened in 2020 is the last thing that's ever going to happen before Jesus comes back, you are smoking some very bad crack. I'll just tell you that right now. You are. Because the Bible says that me, these things will continue on. Amen. I'm, I say that in love, but I'm just telling you the truth because the Bible says that these things are going to intensify. 
even more until the return of Jesus. I just had a, had a baby. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Can you put that picture up? There he is. That's Charles Edward Zaner. That's, and that's Nick Edwards, Edward Zaner right there. That's me. There he is. Little Sammy Sosa. And he's such a blessing of the Lord. My wife is doing great, by the way. Um, she just wanted me to send your love. You know, I know everybody's asking about her and about the baby. So I just thought I'd put some pictures up there to show you guys. I meant to do that right up front, but it kind of flows with what I'm talking about. Amen. He's such a blessing. But we're, li- we're living in the final moments of time. The Bible says that as we get closer and closer to the end, that it will pick up like labor pains, the Bible says. If you've had a child, which I, I'm, a, I'm a man. Men can't have kids, by the way. That's not popular, I know, nowadays, but men cannot have kids. Amen. There's only one, women and there's only men, period. No other, none, nothing else. Amen. But, so, but I saw my wife go through the process. And if you're a woman, you've went through the process yourself if you had a kid. And I saw over the course of time, from the moment we went into the hospital to the moment he was born, the pains began to intensify. How do I know? I was holding your hand, feeling my own pain. Amen. That's just a joke. But, but think about it. That, really. And so as they were intensifying... You could, it was reminding me, because God's, he speak, he can speak to you anytime, anyplace, anywhere. And of course, he, you know, here he goes speaking to me as my wife's having the kid, and, and he's showing me, he said, see, we're in, I kept telling my wife too, and she's probably like, I can't believe you're talking about the Bible during all this, but I couldn't help it. I'm like, man, God's showing me stuff, amen? Anybody been there before? You just got to speak up. I'm like, man, look, it's just like Jesus coming back. Look how they're intensifying. They're getting more and more and more. She may not have liked that. I'll let her speak on that herself. I needed something to do for all those hours. Amen. So, but they were, they were intensifying over and over and over again. And, and finally to the point, it was a long process, no complications, no issues whatsoever, but it did go 31 hours. So that's a long time. And so finally you hit a point where you just got to lay down. So I just went, I went to bed and (laughs) they're like, oh no. Trust, she went to bed too, praise the Lord. Thank God. I don't know how she did it, but she slept. And I remember, I don't know how long I was sleeping, but I remember as I, I felt like I just went to bed, and then suddenly the doctors come in, and they're like, it's time, it's time, he's coming. And I'm like half asleep, like waking up, like, what? What are you talking about? And they're like, yeah, it's time, he's coming. And then they started doing the whole process, you know what I'm saying? So, but it was just like Jesus. The Bible says he'll come like a thief in the night. Minute, boom, a minute. It just, I didn't have time to react. I couldn't even hardly wake up. I'm like, here I am, boom. And then here comes the baby. There he is, boom. It's like, bang, bang. Everything just happened fast. That's just what happened. I'm just giving you like, it went from super slow to bang. Suddenly, there it is. And, and so that, the Lord was showing me we're, we're, we're right at that moment where any second now, the thief in the night, he's going to come. Like, we're right there. We're right at the final moments. Like, it might look like every, you know, you might be asleep right now in the sense of, Hey, boom, a minute, he's coming. You know what I'm saying? That's why we got to wake everybody up to, to the reality that he's coming soon. That's why we're winning souls like we've never had before. That's why we're doing what we're doing. Amen. But I say all that to say this, if you're going to make it in these last days, knowing, knowing that that's where we're at in the prophetic timeline, we're going to need firepower. We're going to need the power of God to overcome in these last days. Amen. I want you to put this picture up uh, that I have here. 
Now, I want you to, how many know what that is? How many don't know what that is? Okay, you should know. Maybe the little guy, he doesn't. That's a, that's a uh, spaceship, that, if they go to space. I'm, d- I'm just kidding. It's a spaceship, and uh, it's just an inside joke with me and Luke. But um, anyways, it, if you have an engineering degree with NASA or with uh, SpaceX, if you know how this thing operates, you can sit in there. You know exactly how it takes off. You know everything about it. You know, you know the size of the wings. You know everything about this spaceship. But if it does not have firepower, it is not going anywhere. It's only going to sit there. It's not going nowhere. The most important thing out of all of that, even beyond all of the science, all of the knowledge, all of everything, is the fuel to get that thing up and out of the atmosphere. Without firepower, you're doing nothing. Amen. And so there's a lot of churches, not this one, but there's a lot of churches who are living and going through the life without any power. They're not, they're not experiencing the fullness of God, and so they're not getting, doing anything with their life, making zero impact for eternity, and, and we need all hands on deck. We need people who grab a hold of the power of God and walk in this thing. Amen. And so today I'm stirring you up to grab a hold of more of God, because how many of you guys know it's been good maybe for you the last couple years, but there's more with God? Who would say there's got to be more to this thing? There's way more to this thing. There's so much more. God has so much more in store for you. Whatever you've experienced, it may have been great. I know it's been great for me. And maybe it hasn't been so great, but God will will turn it around today in Jesus' name. Amen. But I'm telling you, there's far more with God in the days ahead. But it's going to take power to launch you out of the place where you're at now and get you to the place where you need to be. Amen. You need that fire power. And Jesus promised that you would receive this. Now, a lot of times you hear a message on, on the Holy Spirit like this, and you think, well, brother, I speak in tongues. I'm glad you speak in tongues. I speak in tongues. But we've, what's, the issue has been is the Pentecostal church has focused more on the tongues and less on the power. If we focus more on the power and less on the tongues, then our kids might want the power. Then the generation behind me might want the power of God. But they're only focused on tongues, which we need tongues. Tongues is the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But what about the power? The power to live holy. The power to walk in divine healing. The power to, to do what Jesus did. Amen. That's what they're looking for. That's what everyone's looking for. They're looking for a real life demonstration of the power of God. And you can walk in it and you can have it. It's available to you, but you have to get hungry. You have to get thirsty. You have to say, God, come and touch me with your fire. Come and put it upon me. There's more to life than the mundane, giving, getting up on Monday, clocking in at 7, checking out at 5, going home to eat dinner with my family and laying my head to rest at 10 at night to wake up and do it again. There's far more to life than that. Amen. Way more. But you got to cry out to God. you got to say, God, come and put your hand upon my life and do something with this life. Amen. And he'll do it you got to get hungry. Everybody say, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. The only way we're going to make it in these last days is with the help of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says this in Acts 2, verse 17. Actually, go to Acts 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place, and suddenly, everybody say suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind. There's a sound when something, there's a sound that takes place when, when something happens to you. You can't, you can't be quiet when God touches you. There's a sound that will come out of you if God really touched you. Amen. And it'll be the sound of heaven. 
Hallelujah. Then suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting, and there appeared to them a divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now here is where we focus on tongues. But Jesus said back in Acts 1, verse 8, prior to this moment, you shall receive what? Tongues? No. Power. Fire power to take on what's coming. Because he knew, hey, boys, you better hold up and wait a minute because you're going to need the fire of God to take care of what's coming. Because he knew you're going to get persecuted like you've never been persecuted before. He knew that Peter was going to need the fire of God so he can get hung upside down on a cross and die for the sake of the gospel. You're not going to die for the sake of the gospel without firepower. I'll just tell you that right now. They'll line you up and, the, and you'll say no. You'll deny Christ because you need the help of the Holy Ghost. In your flesh and in of yourself, you might say, yes, I could do it. But when push comes to shove, will you actually do it? Will you? I've had to ask myself that in the sense of getting arrested. I remember I got asked to go to New York City in 2021, right after I launched the ministry in 2020. And everybody called me and said, hey, are you sure you're going to go to New York City? Because at that time, it was still like pandemic height and all that and all these rumors about you can't be on the streets without all this X, Y, and Z. And I said, no, we feel to go. And they said, well, just know that you, you may be arrested if you go. Okay, yeah, I guess we need to consider that. Yeah, you might be arrested if you go to the city because of what I'm hearing. It was not true, but obviously I went. I didn't get arrested, but I had to, I had to answer that myself and still get up and go. How do I get up and go and do that without firepower? You can't do it because you'll reason yourself out of it and you'll talk yourself out of it. But the Spirit of God is on the inside of you telling to step out and do something about it, even when your mind is telling you, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. But your spirit man says, do it, do it, do it, do it. you got to follow your spirit man. Amen. We're not to follow our mind. We're to follow our spirit. And we're to renew our mind to the Word of God so that we can fulfill the perfect will of God. Amen. Be ye transformed by the what? The renewing of your mind. And so God wants to do a work on the inside of you to do a work through you. Never forget that. He does a work inside of you first to do a work through you, but you have to cooperate with God. You have to say, Lord, come and do the work on the inside of me. If there's an attitude I need to change, burn it out of me. If there's a, a way I'm doing life, change it. And whatever the case is, you got to let him continue to do that constant work in your life. That's called purification. That's my first point of what the fire of God will do. Jesus said this, or the Bible says this, I should say. John the Baptist said, Jesus will come and baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Verse 12 of Matthew 3, verse 12, he says, His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out the threshing floor. He will gather his wheat into the barn, and he will burn up the, tra the chaff with unquenchable fire. So there's a separation that takes place when the fire of God comes. Have you ever just got out of a week-long revival maybe with one of the guest speakers that's come through town and you had such a great Holy Ghost time during the week, but then the Monday came after it was over and all of a sudden you had such attitude and you had all this these things taking place in your life and you're sitting there wondering what the heck is going on right now? Why am I feeling this way? I just came out of a Holy Ghost revival. It must be just the devil fighting. No, it's not the devil fighting. When you, the Bible says that when there's a purification that takes place, this is Proverbs 25 verse 4, the Bible says, Take away the dross from the silver, and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer. What does that mean? It means they would take silver and gold, and they would melt it down. And as they would melt it down, impurities would surface to the top of the, 
of the silver and gold. And what they would do is they would scrape away the impurities so that they can use the gold and silver now in a perfect form. So what happens is the fire of God comes, you get such a touch, but then all of a sudden these things rise up and God is actually wanting you to deal with your heart, to scrape away those attitudes so you can step into the next level. Because if you're going to step into the next level, you can't bring what is on this level with you to the next level. Amen. If you want to break through to the next thing or you want to see the turnaround, it's going to require some change. Amen. And God has given us the Holy Ghost and fire to help us with that process. Amen. But you got to recognize when is it the devil and when is it God just dealing with my heart? Amen. Because a lot of times we give the devil far more credit than what he deserves, but he's under our feet. Amen. The devil's under our feet. He has no power and authority in our life, but we still have a heart that we have to guard with all diligence for out of it springs forth what? The issues of life. And so God will surface things not to shame you, not to condemn you, not to put you down, but for you to be healed of that so you can step into the next thing that God has for you. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that? It doesn't feel good to recognize, oh man, I've been acting like that. But when you recognize God's doing a work in me and you get healed up, you walk in total freedom because who the sun sets free is what? Free indeed. Amen. You guys know your Bible. I love that. Praise God. So the, so the Holy Ghost and fire will bring that purification so you can deal with things. You know, also what's taking place around the world, so that's a personal level, purification. Never forget that. God wants to deal with you personally. He loves you personally. He loves America, but he loves you. So he'll, he'll take time to deal with you and your issues. He can do both at the same time. He can deal with the nation's issues and your issues at the same time. He wants to heal, you, heal both. Amen. Never forget that. God loves you. That's why he does what he does. But at the same time, we're seeing a separation because of the fire of God moving across this land, and God is separating, separating his church from what is holy and unholy. There's a parable that talks about the wheat and the tares. God is exposing those who are going downstream with the Antichrist agenda. And you should mark those people and not bash them or anything, but just stay far away from them. Amen. And I'm talking about some major ministries that have come out and done some stupid stuff, and it's time to just mark them and say, I am not listening to you no longer. Don't care if you've been preaching for 40 years. I'm done with you because you just showed your hand that you are part of the Antichrist agenda. Unless they come out publicly and repent, that's one thing. But in, until, in other words, you can't stand with people who are for abortion. I'll just tell you that right now. If they stand for abortion, you need to get the heck away from them as preachers. Because they, God does not like innocent blood being shed, period. And I am unashamed to say that. If you're for abortion, we have an altar call at the end of the service, and we can get you right in Jesus' name. Amen. Because that's a wicked agenda from the enemy. And I am unashamed, I'm, I'm unashamed to say that. I'll say it again if I have to. It's wicked. The Bible talks about this. There's sinners and there's wicked people. Sinners, praise God. We're going after them with all we can. That's why we're doing the outreach. There's wicked people in Washington, D.C. who need flat-out rebuked. Yes, God can save them, but they're borderline on their way to hell. Amen. And obviously, God's got to raise people up to get into those arenas, but we need all churches talking like this. I'm telling you right now. No longer can we play patty cake with church. We ain't, I'm not a patty cake preacher. I'll just tell you that right now. No patty cake here. I got a kid now, but I'm not playing patty cake with church. I'm telling you straight up because I love you. I don't want anybody to go to hell. And that stuff will send people to hell. Amen. 
One of the things that when the fire of God starts moving in your life, it starts to irritate some people, especially the religious people. Jesus was on fire. If anybody was on fire for God, I think we can think Jesus was on fire for God. Can we? Do you think Jesus was, or maybe just a little bit? He had just had a little holy, you know, little holy ghost, or no, he was maxed out. He couldn't get any more. And everywhere Jesus went, people loved him. Sinners loved him. They flocked to him. They loved him. They just, you can see where the Bible talks about multitudes coming to Jesus, right? But then at the same token, there's the Sadducees, couldn't seize, wouldn't seize, right there in the crowd saying, what is this guy doing healing on the Sabbath? What do you mean healing on the Sabbath? This guy was sick for 40 years and now you're getting upset because he healed him? What's wrong with you? See, a religious spirit gets jealous of the fire of God. They can't rejoice with what God is doing. So your fire of God, that's why there will be persecutions that come in your life. But don't, don't get upset at persecution. I'm trying to help some of you guys here. Because some of y'all have been persecuted by family especially. Most of the time it's mainly family members or people very close to you, friends, whatever. You just got saved. All of a sudden you're radical and the people at your workplace, are all of a sudden they were your friends and now they're not your friends. And you're like, what the heck is going on here? Because of the fire of God. But you know what I'm saying? But you, when you start seeing persecution as a good sign that you're on to something, that's what I see it. I, I, I'm starting to get happy when there's persecution. You know, for a while there, I wasn't getting too much. But then all of a sudden, uh, I had a pastor do a boost on one of our events, and man, it was an onslaught of comments. And I was like, praise the Lord. Man, we must be doing something right. Because you know, somebody's getting stirred up now. If I'm not stirring up the devil, then I must be doing something wrong. That's how you got to think. And rejoice, because guess what? You'll come to Sunday morning, and you'll have a bunch of people look to your left, to your right. We're going to rejoice together and celebrate. So who cares what Looky Lou says? Amen. Who gives? Who cares? I don't care. Amen. Half of them didn't even have profile pictures anyways. You didn't even know who they were. It's ridiculous. But I was really happy. I, I'm genuinely, I was happy about it. I know that sounds weird, but it's true. Purification. I don't know how I got into uh, persecution, but purification, amen. The Bible will tell us this, Proverbs twenty nine twenty five. they can put it up. This is the number one hindrance that you need the fire of God to come and burn out of you. Proverbs twenty nine twenty five. the Bible says, the fear of man bringeth a snare, but the, whosoever putteth his trust in the Lord shall be saved. The number one thing that will hold people back is what other people think about them is the fear of man. This has started long, even if you think about when you were in elementary school, middle school, high school, insecurity set in. You were wondering, oh, I need to be cool. I need to be like this. You started to recognize that you were afraid of what people thought of you. Amen. It's just the truth. I was like that. Man, I wanted to make sure everybody liked me. But when I got the fire of God, I could care less what people thought. Doesn't mean I go around being a jerk, but I just go around and I, I got to do what God tells me to do, period. If God tells me to do something, I'm doing it. doesn't matter what anybody else says, thinks, does. Amen. That goes for you too. You should have that motto. But it takes the fire of God because there's pressures from the world. Well, you know, you probably should just keep your kids in public school because X, Y, and Z. No, if you feel led to get them out of, out of public school, find a way to get them out of public school ASAP like yesterday. Amen. I know we're supposed to be the light in the world, but look, it's, it's crazy in there. I'm telling you what. Or put the power of God on your kid, and he can, your kid can go in there and cast the devil out of the drag queen. Amen. That's what it needs. I'll tell you straight up. We need kids full of the Holy Ghost casting devils out of people. There's, there's devils in these people and these teachers. I'm telling you. I'm telling you the straight-up gospel truth. 
We need the fire power. Do you see what I'm saying? You see how wicked it is and how much we need this power of God to overcome in this world. Amen. We can no longer do church as usual. And I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking about in a whole, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can't do church as usual. We can't just clock in and clock out. We got to come expecting God. God, we're so desperate for you. You got to fill me up so I can pour out Monday through Saturday and fill me back up on Sunday. You can't, you can't afford to miss a service. You can't afford to not come in hungry. You have to come in hungry and get what God has for you because the devil's working overtime out there Monday through Saturday and we need to get everything we can to blast him out of there. Amen. And you can because it's available. Amen. Number one, purification. Number two, passion. Passion. The fire of God will reignite a passion. Why am I so passionate for souls? It's not because one day I woke up and said, you know what? I just really love people and I'm going to win souls. It's not, it didn't happen like that. I've always loved people, but I didn't have a passion like this like I do. It was the fire of God that came upon me. And gave me such a passion for people because now I see, I don't see people, there's one human race. I don't see, I don't see Puerto Rican, I don't see black, I don't see white, I don't see anything. I see the human race, period, and then I see washed in the blood, not washed in the blood. That's it. I love people, I love you. If you're from anywhere, I love you. I don't, all I want to do is see you saved. But where does that passion come from? That comes from the fire of the Holy Ghost coming upon you so that you give it a burden for what God has a burden for. God has a burden for people to get saved. Do you know that? He has such a burden for people to be saved that he sent his only begotten son that whoever would believe upon him shall be saved. The whole reason why Jesus was sent on this earth is so that people could get saved. At one time you were lost and now you're found, praise God. But you were on the other side of things at one time, but now you've come into the fold and we need to get the heart of God for those out there. And that's why we're doing the Christmas City Fest. We're not doing it just to get people toys, which they need toys and food and all that. We, we want to bless people. But the main thing we're getting them in here is to get them saved, amen, to get them to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So it will give you a passion. Many of you guys have passions at one time. Think about when you were 12 years old. You had such a passion to do something. And no, no one could talk you out of it. But the older you got, the more the, the wet blankets of people started putting their thoughts and ideas on you. And eventually you just gave up and you just, you're doing whatever you're doing just to make ends meet. That's not the plan and purpose of God. God has given each one of us a passion. There's, pa- there's, a pur- there's pur- purpose behind passion. My third point is purpose, but there's purpose behind your passion. What are you passionate about? And it doesn't matter how old you are. You might be thinking, well, brother, yeah, I used to have a passion uh, when I was 12 and 18 and 25 and 35 and 45, but now I'm up in my older years. Well, guess what? Don't worry about it because God is into the refiring business. Amen. He's not into the retiring business. He's into the refiring business. Amen. Come on. It's time to grab a hold of that. That's for somebody. It's time to refire with the Holy Ghost. You might have been retired from your job, but God is not done with you. He's actually just getting started with you. Amen. Because now guess what? You used to have to devote your time 40 plus hours to some job, but now you get to devote all of your time to the kingdom of God, and you can do more damage in the next five years than you did the last 50. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the fire of God. It will do that if you grab a hold of that. It's available. And then then it comes out of that passion comes purpose. Jesus has a purpose for each and every single one of you. There's not one person on this planet by accident. I don't care what your parents have told you. I don't care uh, if you were adopted, if you were a foster kid. I don't care if someone dropped you off at the doorstep in Connecticut and left you and somebody knocked on the door and picked you up. All of that does not matter. 
God still has a plan and purpose. That's why you're here on this earth. Amen. You're not here by accident. No one is. God has a very, very great plan for your life. But it's going to involve the fire of God. It's going to involve the Holy Ghost. See, this is a Pentecostal church. Amen. We believe in casting out devils, speaking in tongues, healing the sick, raising the dead. I'm telling you, we believe in that. And it's time to step up to what we believe. Amen. It's time to walk it out and live this thing out. And you can't do it without the Holy Ghost. That's what makes us so different. doesn't make us better, but we believe in the move of God. Aren't you thankful you believe in the move of God? Amen. And this one world agenda wants everybody to stop believing in the move of God because the devil knows that if everybody starts preaching that they don't, that God doesn't heal anymore and God doesn't bless people and God doesn't do this and that, that they'll, they'll be able to just get right in line with the agenda. But they can't stop a church that's alive. They can't stop a church that's full of the fire of God. You know, any dead fish can float downstream, but it takes a live fish to swim upstream. Amen. And you're alive, right? Anybody alive here in this place? That means it's time to swim upstream against the current. Amen. We're not being conformed to this world. I don't care what they're doing. I don't care what DC says. I don't care what happens this winter and they start doing COVID nonsense again. I don't care. I'm not listening anymore. I'm marching forward with the things of God and I'm going to see this thing turned around in Jesus' mighty name. Can you say amen? And I believe you're a group of people who's not going to put up with it any longer either. Hallelujah. There's a new breed of people being raised up in the body of Christ. Those who will not compromise. Just like the, the three men in the fiery furnace. They refused to bow. The government tried to get them to bow and worship the idol, but they were the only three that would refuse to bow. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They refused. And what does the Bible say? They said, seize them and throw them into the furnace. They heated it up seven times hotter, but it killed the guys who they tried to put in, but it didn't kill them. They went straight in. And then the Bible says... Just one second. The Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar looked in and he said, didn't we throw three men in, but I see a fourth man and he's like the son of man. He's like the son of God. See, God is with you. If you take a stand, God will stand for you. Amen. And I'm talking about things in ahead. We can't go backwards anymore, but there's things coming, guys. And I'm not, a, I'm not prophesying doom and gloom, but there, if there's things coming up the pipe that you better be able to stand on the word of God next time, we ain't bowing like, we ain't caving like, uh, f- folding up like lawn chairs next time. We're standing up strong. Amen. Hallelujah. Not in, not in rebellion, but in, but in the word of God, standing up for what the Bible says. You're never in rebellion if you're standing up for what the word of God says. Never forget that. Otherwise, the people in China are really, they're going to hell because they're not supposed to meet at all. But there's underground churches in China. Bible's getting smuggled in. Think about it. So, no, it's time to take a stand. Amen. And America's worth fighting for because if America falls, it's over. We're the only freestanding nation left. And it's amazing how every time it seems like I preach around like 4th of July and Veterans Day and it's always like America is like the emphasis, but... I'm happy about that because I love America, and I'm not giving up on America. Amen. I've been to 13 different states and seen many people just like you get raised up and do damage to the kingdom of God, to the kingdom of darkness. Ordinary people, undercover special ops. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the Navy SEALs of the Holy Ghost. You got no name, no, no tag, but you're, you're doing damage. Amen. And you're all going to be a part of that on December 4th if you're a part. If you're volunteering, you're just a part of that team. Amen. Uh, it might be me preaching, but it, you get the credit just the same. I can't do it without you. Amen. It's called the body of Christ. There's purpose. So how do you get this fire? So here I'm talking about all the fire. But how do you get it? 
Because it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to actually get it. This fire is tangible. This fire can come upon you. This fire can come and touch your body, but you don't have to necessarily always shake and have a, have a manifestation, but that might happen. But the fire comes, and you've got to stir the gift up on the inside of you. The fire comes on the inside of your heart, just like the fire came to Moses. When, when Moses saw the burning bush, that was a representation. The bush represented now the fire of God burning in our heart because where does God live now? He lives on the inside of us. So that bush now represents our heart, and our heart must burn like that bush. Now our heart must burn for God. Amen. And so you stir up the gift of God. How do you stir it up? You stir yourself up by praying in the Holy Ghost. You stir yourself up by getting in the things of God. You start worshiping the Lord and praising God. You stir yourself up. Amen. And watch how things will start changing in your life, but the fire will keep being stoked. You know, if you had a fire in your home, Who's ever had a fireplace or have a fireplace with actual wood? If you don't put more wood on the fire, the fire's going out. But maybe you haven't put fire on it for very long. If there's still a little ember in there that's still on fire, all you got to do is throw a little bit more wood on and stir it up a little bit, and boom, it's going to spark back up. That's what I'm doing today. You might have just a little ember burning right now, but I'm throwing some wood in there and some gasoline so that thing can spark right back up so you can begin to run with God like you've never had before. Can you say amen? You get this fire by getting hungry and thirsty for more of God. How do you get hungry and thirsty for more of God? Well, in the natural, you, you, you're hungry, you eat, you're satisfied, you're full for a while. In the spirit, you're hungry, you eat, you get hungrier, you get hungrier, you get hungrier. It's the opposite. The more you eat the word of God, the more you get into things of God, the more you do the things of God, the hungrier you get, the more you want of God, the more, because he's never ending, he's everlasting, you can't get enough of God. There's too much to go around. And he's saying, come, come unto me, all you are heavy laden, I will give you rest. He's telling you that. Come and feed off of Jesus. Jesus said what? Unless you drink of my flesh and eat of my blood. What, what is he talking about? Or drink of my blood and eat of my flesh. What's he talking about? Get hungry for, for God. Get hungry for Jesus. Fall in love with Jesus again. Come on. You don't come back to your first love. That was one of the rebukes Jesus had to one of the, the, the churches in the book of Revelation. He said, you've fallen out of your first love. Come back. It's time to come back to Jesus afresh and let him stoke that fire and get that fire. Amen. Amen. You need to do business with God. Have you ever done business with God? Say, this is what you all got to say is, God, I'm not finishing this year until you put more fire on me that cannot be quenched. I'm not waiting until January 1st to, to get the fire again. I'm getting it now. I'm getting it, on, I'm getting it all the way through Thanksgiving. I'm getting it all, with, all the way through December, and I am launching like that space shuttle in January 1st. I'm not waiting. I'm taking off now. Amen. I'm getting all that God has. I'm not waiting until 2023 for the next prophetic declaration over my life to then finally figure out what I'm going to do. No, I'm running now. I'm running with God now, and so are you. Amen. You're not going to wait. You're going to get your breakthrough this month. That's why this month is November to remember. Get your breakthrough and turn around now. Don't wait until January till we fast 21 days. Amen. Get it right now. It's on the table. What do you believe in God for? What do you need the fire of God to do? The fire of God will come and destroy every fear off of your life, all addictions off of your life. Alcohol and drugs will be broken off of your life by the fire of God. Sickness and disease has to be burned up by the fire of God. What do you need God to do? The fire of God is there to handle it. And then not only is it to deal with that thing, but it's to propel you into what God really has for you. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Did we lose our piano? Anybody play the piano? Oh, thank you, brother. This fire is available to anybody who would receive it. We need to get this fire power to blast the devil out of our family, community, our city, our county, our nation, and this globe. The only hope for this globe, for this world, is Jesus and the fire of God. There's no other hope. No election's going to turn this around. No, no president, new president or ex-president coming into office is going to turn this thing around. Only the Holy Ghost is going to turn this thing around. But God always finds a man and a woman to use. Never forget that. Prayer is powerful, but he's looking for someone to pray like it all depends on God and go like it all depends on them. Why wait? Why pray for someone else to do something when God can use you? We sometimes are praying for someone else to do what God wants us to do. When really, if we just get more of the fire and more and let him burn out those insecurities, burn out those fears, and so we can step into what God has for us, we'll see a lot more accomplished, especially in the city in the Lehigh Valley. We can't take responsibility for everywhere else, but we can take responsibility for where we're at right here. And I've been sent here not because my family's the pastors, but God spoke to us directly in 2019 to come here and lift up the hands of the pastors. He didn't say lift up the hands of your in-laws. He said the pastors. I'm not here just because I want to be here because they're my in-laws. I'm here because God told me to be here. And that's to bring a fire to this valley and see this place saved before it's eternally too late. And I'm doing everything I possibly can to do it, but I know I can't do it on my own. I need each and one of you guys. And if I can just multiply myself and put myself into you to run with fire, more will get done. Amen. And I'm not talking myself up. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost in me. What he's given me, I want to freely give it to you because freely we've received, freely we give. Amen. So if you just bow your heads and close your eyes, we're going to pray together as a family. But I want to give a quick call. If you've come into this place and you're not serving God like you should, or you've never given your life to Jesus, I want to ask you, my friend, if you were to die tonight, where would you go? Where would you spend eternity? I want you to know there is a real heaven and a real hell, and you don't have to go to hell. Because 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ paid the price. He exchanged his life for your life. And he's calling you to come. He's saying, come. I know you have burdens, but come. My burden is light. Come. I know you have things and sin in your life, but I'll take that sin because I took it on the cross. He's saying, come. Or maybe you once served God and you're not serving like him. You're not serving him like you should. Something happened. Something crept in. Maybe it's inward, no one knows. Bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust, the hidden things of the heart came and crept in and it caused you to get sideways with God, but today you want to come back to your first love. Today, Jesus is calling you. He's saying, come. Or maybe it's something outward. Someone's always reminding you of it. It's a divorce, a sudden illness, sudden loss of a loved one. Something happened on the outside and it just caused you to give up on God, but today you're feeling the presence of God draw you back and he's saying, come. He'll take that hurt. He'll take that trauma. He'll take all that pain and exchange it for his love and for his peace. 
Or maybe the devil's always lying to you and he's telling you that you're not saved. If that's you and you fit into any one of those three categories, I want to pray with you and for you right where you're at without any looking around. Just lift your hand and say, pray for me. Pray for me, preacher. Amen. Anybody at all, you're in a safe place. Just say, pray for me. Pray for me. Lift it high. I'm not seeing if it's not up. Amen. Now, part of this call also with every head bowed and eye closed, you would say, Nick, as you've been preaching about this Holy Spirit and fire, something has hit me in my spirit that there's more. There's more in life. And I'm not saying that you're not doing anything. Maybe you are doing everything. Maybe you're flat out for God. Maybe you're running as hard as you can after God, but you just know there's more. There's more, and I want it, and I'm not leaving this place until I get it. If that's you, right where you're at, with those who also raise their hand for salvation, I want you to get up right out of your seat and meet me here at the altar. We're not going to raise hands. Just get up and come. Come quickly. Those who are bolder, come. It'll help those who are not. Just come. We're going to pray together as a family for the fire of God to fall upon this place, for you to get a fresh encounter with the Holy Ghost so you can run this race like never before. Just come. They're coming. The altar is a place where the fire falls. The prophet of old had a showdown with the prophets of Baal. And there was two altars. Baal represents the world. They were cutting themselves and doing everything they could to get some fire to fall from heaven for over hours and hours. And the prophet would just mock them and say, where is your God? That's what we've been doing today with everything that's going on in the world. We're just mocking the nonsense because we know that we serve the God who answers by fire. And that prophet of God took less than five minutes to pray a prayer after they hollered and squalored and bawled and cut themselves and bleeding out. And he took water before he prayed that five-minute prayer, poured it on the, on the sacrifice. You know, and it was a time of drought, so that was a big offering to pour water on a sacrifice like that. Not only that, but the fire had to come and lick up the offering, and now the, now the water, now it's wet. Have you ever tried to light anything on fire that's wet? It's pretty tough. And suddenly, as he prayed, You're the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We thank you that you answered by fire. Suddenly from heaven, the fire of God came and burned up that offering. And I believe God is going to do something for you today. No, he's not going to burn you up to kill you. (laughs) But he's going to put the fire on you for purpose, for passion, for purification. And you're never going to be the same in Jesus' name. So right where you're at, the Holy Ghost is already moving upon you at the altar. Lift your hands. Close your eyes. Father, we thank you that you said in your word that you are the baptizer of the Holy Spirit and fire. So right now, I thank you, Lord, for the fire of the Holy Ghost to fall upon your people. In Jesus' name. of your head to the soles of your feet. Never the same. Never the same. Everything that's held you back. Everything that's come in and tried to tell you lies about your future, lies about your life, lies about your family is broken in the name of Jesus. 
And God will use you as a wrecking ball against this wicked system. I see God placing a, a mantle of anointing upon your life to do damage to these officials and in local governments and schools and stuff like that. I see it coming upon you to speak up because you're bold already, but a greater boldness comes upon you today. Boldness and wisdom in Jesus' name. same fire that's upon me. We release this fire right now. If you can pray in the Spirit, just pray in the Spirit. speak out of your mouth for he has exceeding abundantly above all you can dare ask or think according to the power I work within you as you've been faithful God has got special blessings attached to your life special things are about to be unlocked there's a breakthrough today and a turnaround in Jesus name there's a breakthrough and a turnaround today there's a breakthrough and a turnaround today for hope deferred makes the heart sick but hope's restored in Jesus name for hope is restored is restored right now in Jesus' mighty name. Get ready with expectation. Get ready. Put your hand on your belly. Fill with strength right now. Get ready. Get ready. Fire. Fire of God. Never the same. Every blockage is broken in Jesus' name. Every fear, every worry. I break its power right now in the name of Jesus. Don't worry. Don't worry, I hear. I hear my spirit. Don't worry. 
Everything's going to be okay. Don't worry. Don't worry about your kids. Don't worry about any of that. Don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. I said everything's going to be okay. I feel that. Everything's going to be okay. You're just going to keep waking up every day. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. You're just going to be singing it. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Fire. Fire. There it is. Touch. Fire of God. Fire. Same for you. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's gonna be all right. Everything's gonna be okay. Oh. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. For the gifts and calling are without repentance. So, whatever the Lord has already told you to do that you haven't done, it's still on the table. So I hear the Lord saying, pick it back up. Run with me. He's restoring that passion. He's restoring that that passion that you had. He's restoring what you thought you could never do. Now you're going to do it. You're going to do it. I hear the Lord. I see it. I see destiny unlocked today. I see a breakthrough for you. I see you stepping into your calling. And you're going to feel a fulfillment. You're going to be like, man, this is far better than doing this, that, or the other. This is what I'm destined to do. And you're going to be full of joy. It's going to affect not only you, but your family. There's going to be a different atmosphere at home when you make that decision. Thank you, Lord. Such a sweet presence in here, isn't it? see God touching your body from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. The fire of God burns out every impurity in your body from your blood into your cells, even into your bones. I speak of the healing power of God right now in Jesus' name. There it is. There's a cleansing taking place. He's doing a work in you. He's doing the work. You felt something today. You felt something you haven't felt in a long time. You've said, Lord, this is what I've been missing. And today the Lord says, I'm giving you everything that you thought you missed out on. He's restoring everything a hundredfold. I see restoration in your body, in your life. In Jesus' mighty name, I see it in every area of your life. Full-blown restoration. You'll mark this day down as a day that, of, of restoration and change.
restoration. a certain way about yourself as being broken. God's going all the way back and uprooting those thoughts and those words. In Jesus' name, you are a chosen vessel of God. You are a child of God. You are made in the image of God. You're not a forgotten person. You're not a forgotten one. God knows exactly where you're at. He called you. He's calling you out right now. He loves you. He's got a plan for your life. You might feel insignificant. You might feel like nobody, but God's got you. I'm telling you, watch the turnaround from this day forward. Watch what happens going into 2023. I'm telling you, God's going to do things for you just to show you that he's there, just to reward you for serving him, just to show you, I love you. Fire, God. There it is. He's going to speak to you in the night hour. You're going to hear his voice as clear as day like like you never had before. I mean, there's just, it's hard to close something like this. It's just a sweet presence. How many of you feel like a breaking that took place here today? Something broke through. I'm telling you, I feel a breakthrough in this place. The days will come. I'm telling you, mark it down before January 1st. The breakthroughs. The breakthroughs that you see from now until the new year, the day of the new year. You better come and tell me and testify. I better hear these testimonies. Because I'm telling you, something broke through in here. Something's broken wide open in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you'd like to give, I'm not going to give you any word or anything, but you can put the ways to give up. If you took an envelope on your way out, pass them out. But there's different ways you can give electronically. And this is going towards souls, revival. We, we're going to uh, Huntington, Texas on the 1st of January. The first week of the year, we're, we're already flooring it. And then we're going to Gainesport, New York. And then we're also going to Ithaca, New York. And we're going to Philippi, West Virginia. I mean, last year we had nothing on the books before the new year. Now we got a bunch of stuff on the books. Glory to God. So you're not just giving just to get us, you know, to get by. No, we got stuff on the schedule, and I want you to be a part of what God is doing. Amen? So you can text give ZMI one word, to 610-890-7505. Cash app, dollar sign, give ZMI. It's the same for PayPal and Venmo. And then I want to encourage you guys. We're believing God going into 2023 for 100 partners to stand with us. And I, I want you to pray about it and pray about becoming a partner. It doesn't have to be any certain amount, even if it's 10 bucks, 5 bucks, 20, 25, 100, whatever God tells you and he tells you to partner, partner. Because we're, we're, taking, uh, we're taking territory. And a lot of what we do 
we go to the streets, I'm not taking up an offering to the homeless guy. Amen. When we go to we go to places like that, we're doing a lot of outreaches. That's an expense. That's they're not receiving an offering and an outreach. So we're doing a lot of ex- expenses. God's always taking care of us. I'm not begging for anything. If you don't want to give, don't give. God has always supplied. But I want you to be a part of it. We're believing God for 100 blessed partners. If you can put the electronic giving up one more time for the people to see it. Pray about it. And if you can't do anything except for a check in the mail, you can you can write it in if you're watching online. P.O. Box 125 Copley, PA 18037. And uh, we say thank you ahead of time. I, I know there's partners in this room who partner with us publicly. I wanted to say thank you for partnering with us. We love you and we appreciate you guys. And every dollar is going towards souls. And it will until Jesus takes me home. Amen. So if you're ready to give, just stand up. If you're not ready to give and you're not giving, you can stand up too. <laughs> I want uh, Minister Robert to come out and close us out. Come on, let's praise God uh, with a hand clap offering for Evangelist Nick's ministry. Amen. This church is blessed. Um, This church has been blessed and will continue being blessed because we have people who know how to sow. You don't have to look too far when you're asking yourself the question on why Central Assembly is such a vibrant, multi-ethnic, kingdom culture church. It's because we know how to sow. So we encourage you uh, to sow into Evangelist Nick's ministry. I have done it. My wife and I have sowed into his ministry because we believe that we need to take care of the ones who are from our house first. You know, I'm not giving Christmas gifts to my nephews and nieces and not to my own children, right? So I got to take care of my people first. Amen. So I want to I want to bless that offering. Father, we just pray of every seed that is being sown into Zaner Ministries. We thank you for Evangelist Nick and Emily. We thank you for the new addition into their family, Lord. We know that that is a huge blessing, not just for them, but for our pastors as well. And for this church, we're going to see this young, this young man, uh, grow in, in, in the purpose that you have for his life. So we thank you for a new addition to our central family. And we just pray, Lord, that as, as he has laid out the first few weeks, first few months of his ministry in 23, God, that that would just continue to expand and you continue to open doors to the nations, God, and that you would continue to anoint his lips and his and his hands, Lord, that you would continue to use him for your glory. So we bless every seed being sowed into his ministry. And we bless everyone who is here. Go with us as we go with you. Give us traveling mercies and empower us to change people's lives as we interact throughout the week. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. You are blessed as you leave this place. God bless you. We love you. See you Wednesday. Son of man, for
I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel, not only to the Lehigh Valley, but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.